All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's happening? It's the Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosso with you. What's going on, Rosie? How are you, dude? Nice morning to be to be up and at them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend for the Maple Leafs. Of course, a rare back-to-back of home games. Got the Hall of Fame game against Pittsburgh coming up on Friday. Then the Vancouver Canucks in town. Speaking of which, Canucks defenseman Luke Shen will drop by the human eraser in about 10 minutes from time. So from now, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, remember to subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a review. Uh, don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest happening in Leafsland. Thoughts, comments, concerns as well, questions. Get interactive in the chat. Say what's up to Rosie or something, right? Chirp off. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the feeling. That's the sentiment I, I, I got for today's show. So let's get right in over it. Uh, let's get over the boards. Here we go again, Rosie. Matt Murray. Is he on the mend? The 28-year-old returned to practice for the first time since he tore a groin muscle on October 15th. Bottom line, in my opinion, you cannot rush this. I do not know why there has to be this narrative out there that he has to has to play on Saturday against Vancouver. I just think until you're positive this guy can play an actual game, I am sitting him. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I agree. When you're 
working with a guy that's been injured before and has a tendency to get injured, a groin injury is something that can nag you for your entire career. It's something that can end your career. If you keep getting these groin surgeries and it, it keeps going on you and it's popping, it doesn't want to stick to the to the bone. And it's just, you know, for a goaltender who needs to be constantly, you know, beating the hell out of his groin, you don't want to rush it. So, I mean, the last thing I want to do is see Matt Murray come in for one more game and then tweak himself again for six or eight weeks. I mean, that's very possible from what we've seen out of him in the past. So I agree with you. Don't rush it. I mean, Schalgren has been pretty, pretty good. I mean, if we were, if we're desperate and we're losing points and we're falling in the standings and we're just tanking, we need him desperately. Then maybe you start to think about rushing it a little bit more, but I don't see a reason to, to shove him. I mean, Sammy's already skating, as well so i don't see a huge rush to do it either i'm on i'm on your side there for sure it's the it's the old analytics conversation right because i mentioned the back-to-back this weekend which means shalgren gets the first game against pittsburgh Prezi, and then who do you start on saturday but i'd even go to your boy keith petrozelli before anybody else how many times have we seen these random guys in the nhl even in the last couple of years make a start unexpected start and they end up winning it's like you know catching lightning in a bottle um, I just don't think you're in a position, especially in the body of work, the track record, the resume with Matt Murray to even think about bringing this guy back early. And then on top of that, I have no expectations when he's re- ready to return, what he's going to be just because I've been let down way too many times, namely early in the season where he got hurt almost instantaneously here. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, from the beginning of the of the season, I liked how, okay, well, if Murray gets hurt, we have this second option that is, I always thought, a viable option in Samsonov. Yeah. And, um, you know, the fear was, does he have the game to play? And then when you dig a little deeper, it's like, it looks like he does, but he just is so prone to injury. And then lo and behold, you know, he goes down one game. And I mean, it couldn't really have been a worse start for him. So, Again, yeah, you don't need to rush it. Then even, I mean, if he was just this God-save goaltender who has never been injured before, maybe it's a different story. But no, um, yeah, to to even go with, (laughs) I don't know, man, to go with any of these goalies. I mean, like you say, things happen where you throw a crazy crazy flyer out there with no expectations and, uh, you know, not a lot of pressure on a guy as far as expectations to win. All of a sudden, you know, that can be the recipe to, to get one. So it'd be interesting to see what they do this weekend. Yeah, and I think on top of that, Eric Schalgren deserves a lot of credit for the way he's performed early on. The seven saves on Saturday, then he puts up the performance he does against Carolina on Sunday, despite the uh, ugly goal by Stefan Nason to kick things off. And then a really good effort, I felt, against Vegas. Only 16 saves, but a lot of big, crucial saves in the second period to, in fact, you know, keep the Maple Leafs in that game. So all in all, I think management has to be rather pleased considering... You know how dark the situation looked on Saturday. Samsonov goes down. Matt Murray's nowhere to be found. And then all of a sudden, five days later, all of a sudden, Matt Murray's back at practice. Like, I don't know where this came from. I don't know if this was worked upon for the last couple of weeks. But to me, it just doesn't make sense how he shows up to practice on Wednesday, says he's feeling good, vote of confidence. To put him in on Saturday, I think, would be reckless. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, with just a couple of skates under your belt. I mean... Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, we don't know what's going on. Like if they're, you know, if they sneak some time on the ice where the media is not around, that can easily happen. Um, if, 
like just how he's doing in his rehab what's going on with him and the trainers and the doctors is yeah. like we're so far removed from it usually you wait for the updates and whatnot but sometimes they got other things on the on their mind and they don't really do a proper update and maybe he's closer than he thinks maybe maybe the guy's not even close and people just assume he is that that stuff happens all the time but i mean if it does seem a little early for a guy that's prone to injury to all of a sudden just poof, I'm back, and then poof, I'm playing. It seems rushed, especially for a guy like that who's who's prone to it. I, I don't love it. And like you say, we're not desperate, man. We've been doing really good with, you know, fourth-string goalies and 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 backups, quote-unquote, and it's it's been pretty solid. So I don't see the desperation to, to risk him for, who knows, the whole season. You tear something again, and that's all she wrote, right? So... Um, yeah. I don't, I don't like the rush either. I hope they kind of spread it out this weekend. And like you say, it's not the heaviest workload in the world. As far as teams are concerned, it's something where you can maybe put someone in. It's not like you're playing, uh, the highest caliber teams in the NHL, but also on the other hand, we've known to struggle against some, uh, low quality teams. Shout out to Arizona, San Jose, Anaheim. Did I miss a couple teams? Probably. Uh, UFAD trade targets. So um, as you'll see on your screen momentarily, I put an article together for the LeafsNation.com. Pretty much breaking down five potential candidates for the Leafs to trade for between now and the deadline who could potentially be available, who are rentals on the back end. I have John Klingberg, Shane Gossesbury of Arizona, Kevin Shattenkirk, who you see featured. I know he got injured last night, lower body injury in that game in Minnesota, but still, we're a long ways away from the deadline. Uh, Carson Soucy makes a lot of sense with Seattle, but they're off to a hot start. And number five, I got your guy, Luke Shen. How do you feel about that? The human. I, I like it, man. I mean, <laughs> we'll grill him today and, and see what he thinks about that. Um, I know he's tired of packing his family up and moving around all over the place, but <laughs> for, you know, the sense of making a deadline and getting Luke back for so many different reasons. It's pretty cool, obviously, for Leafs fans. It's a bit of a blast in the past when he was a young, fresh-faced 18-year-old making his start in the NHL, um, breaking in. Uh, I think a lot of people recognize that number two, being in a Leafs uniform. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think this this club could use him, right? He's, uh, he's very physical. He's stepped up his physicality. Well, he's always been quite physical, but I mean, his toughness has gone through the roof in this league. No one will be messing around with uh, goaltenders or going after Matthews or anything with Lukey in there. Um, he can skate better than I think that it looks. He Sometimes he gets, uh, you know, attacked for not having good enough foot speed, but he's one of those guys that is, is much quicker than he might look. And personally, I think it's he wears two knee braces so the shin pads look big and he looks big and heavy down low but that's the that's another problem but uh he uh he can get it done and i mean him and geo can be those veteran d-men that have got tons of experience and that can be shut down guys and be relied upon heavily so i think it would just be wicked to see him in a leafs uniform again who do you like out of that list yeah he's essentially stone cold steve austin right um i with the knee braces i i think the perfect fit out of that those five uh outside of shen of course uh susie with seattle would make a lot of sense and kevin shattenkirk to me just the way he's evolved his game you know since the early going where he's an offensive dynamo now he's more of a hybrid shutdown type guy who can step up and elevate up the lineup if you need him uh some other names i would throw out there that are still in the periphery for sure Matt Dumba, Dmitry Orlov, Damon Severson, Brian Dumoulin with Pittsburgh, uh, Vladislav Gavrikov with uh, Columbus, Nick Jensen, Artem Zub with Ottawa, and Nico Mikola. As you know, Rosie, like a lot can change. Like we're so far out from the deadline, but you know what they say about American Thanksgiving, right? They say that's the time that you got to look at, right? Um, all good options You're there. I mean, cooked. 
It is. If you're not got, if you don't have something going on by then, you're in trouble. But um, funny story of that Chink Gostas bear you mentioned. I've played with him in yeah. uh, in Lehigh Valley, and just his level of confidence has always been through the roof. But we were just tying up our skates or something. And two of the guys near my stall were talking about an up and coming defenseman. I can't remember. It might have even been Morgan Riley or something. They're in the same draft class, right? And uh, they're talking about how good this guy is and how good this D-man is and stuff. And then they're like, he actually kind of plays a lot like Ghost. And then uh, Ghost was tying his skates. He looks up and he's like, oh, what was that? And we're like, oh, we were just talking about like so-and-so Riley or whatever, how he plays a lot like you. And he goes, oh, I know, he's fucking sick. <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> did you just say that? So if anything with that guy, you got a high level of confidence. And uh, I don't think that's gone anywhere with the trajectory of his career. So maybe an option there as well. I could tell you he's not known for his defensive acumen, that's for sure. But certainly our guest on today's show is... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Is, uh, so happy to bring in former Toronto Maple Leaf and current Vancouver Canuck. It's your boy, the human eraser himself, uh, Luke Shen. What's going on, Shenner? I'm uh, just... Sitting here listening to you guys break down trade targets. Just got to. Hey, what do you up. think of that? Okay. I, what do you think of that, Shatter? You're number five on my list, man. I wrote that today. Really? Oh man, I guess we got to really start talking about uh, trade center in in what is it November twelfth today or what? <laughs> yeah, got to start breaking it down. Yeah, for the next four months. We're in the media, Lukey. That's what we do, man. That's just what we do. We forecast and we just brainstorm, man. Oh man, hilarious, hilarious! But how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Nice, nice to get on your 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 show with with uh, new up and comer Jay Rosehill. So Shannon, when you found be... this out, when you found out that Rosie was going to be doing broadcasting, what went through your mind first and foremost? Well, I mean, it's going to be. A little bit while I, I just hope you get some stories flying out of him. I don't know how many stories he's letting fly, but this guy's one of the best storytellers of all time. So I hope he's starting <laughs> to let him rip a little bit. I mean, I sat with this guy on the plane for uh, 
what was it, Jay? Two, two, three years in Toronto and a couple years in Philly. So yeah, I mean, a couple, couple stories flying and uh, just a hilarious guy to be around. So hopefully that personality showing, showing through on the show for you guys. Well, Luke, you were the one who actually brought this job to my attention when you're talking to Frank in Philly and you're like, well, what about Rosie? So Frank reaches out and all of a sudden, two weeks later, I'm on a show. So I got you to thank for that again. But um, <laughs> let's talk a little <laughs> hockey, man. What's going on in uh, in Canuckland right now? Obviously struggling a little bit, but I was watching the highlights this morning and see you just tickle the twine from way out on that right point. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't venture too far from the right point on in the ozone usually. But I mean, uh, no, I mean obviously, yeah. Like you said, it's it's been a it's been a pretty up and down start to the season. Um, you know, we we do got a you know a lot better team than kind of what we're playing. We just got to find some consistency. And obviously, you know, the PK hasn't been good enough. That's kind of let us down in some games. And we've we've obviously no secret blowing some leads as well. And you know, we just gotta you know. I, for the most part, last night, I mean, besides last night, we don't have issue typically scoring goals. It's keeping the puck out of our net. And as you guys know, it's, you can't go into a game trying to outscore teams. You got to try to out defend teams and that's what the best teams do. And that's how you win championships is, is by playing solid D. So we got to uh, continue to work on our tightening things up off the rush, the PK and, uh, you know, things in the D zone. So keeping the puck out of the net is probably the biggest thing. And, and like I said, we got a lot of good pieces on our team. We just need to continue to chip away at this and, uh, you know, as, as bad as the start's been, we're really not out of the mix. So um, tough road trip here, and we got to keep going. Yeah, that shot uh, certainly had eyes last night. It's been an eventful week in general for you. Back the other night, too, you, you beat the wheels off Austin Watson. What do you remember about that scrap? Well, I don't know. I mean, well, actually, what happened was is, uh, I took a penalty in front of the net, like two shifts before for interference on that part. I think his name was Parker Kelly, and he kind of gave up and started lipping me off a little bit and I was like what's that about and then the next shift they went D to D up his up, up the wall and kind of hit him and I was skating back and next thing you know Watson shaking his gloves at me and so we actually fought um, a couple of years ago I was in Tampa he was in he was in Nashville he took a good run at Victor Hedman so the next shift I went out there and you know had to stand up for Hedy and yeah he was uh he was shaking his gloves at me last game and um yeah I just try to try to go in there and stand up for myself then a little bit there. But I mean, what's then that? you showed him where dinner hangs. It looked like on YouTube to me, just <laughs> up the left city, right up his grill. Love it, Lukey. You becoming oh, the league heavy or lot. what? You're just dusting all the time and just feeding guys their lunch. <laughs> he did say the box. He goes, ah, fuck. He goes, I forgot you're a lefty. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, no, he's you know what I I will say about Watson is uh, he's tough and he's he's a stand-up guy like he's probably a guy you'd want on your team. He's he plays the game the right way and um, great role player knows his role and uh, does his job. But yeah, uh, well, that's pretty much all I got. If I can't switch hands like the old dose train back in the day, I've never seen anyone switch like you, Jay, back and forth. I mean, the quickest switch I've ever seen. You going back and forth? Who was that fight that you had? You switch like literally six times. It was against. Was it going to say Ford or something like that? Someone in Boston, he just switched up about four or five times in the fight. I don't know. Maybe just muffin after muffin, both hand muffies. <laughs> just don't want to don't want to break a nail, basically. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the guys were. That's what the guys were asking me the other day. On the, after they're like, "Can you throw rights?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know. I don't think I can. I, ne I never do." So never tried. Be nice to kind of add that element. You might have to, to teach me how to how to chop with both. 
On the golf course, we'll do a little uh, scenario where we square up and see how she goes. That sounds good. I was just going to add, can we get you to reconnect, Luke? We're just having a bit of technical trouble. Is that cool? Is it not very good right now? What do you want me to do here? Yeah, so we'll... yeah, we'll just pop off with you, and then we'll we'll bring you back in, okay? If you can just reconnect the way I showed you. Okay. Yeah. Cool, thanks. So, again, we'll reconnect with Luke. Uh, apologies for the technical troubles there, but he's got so much to bring to the table, man. And that left punch, you're right. I think it'll creep up on some guys, eh? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's kind of taken that stand these days. You know, the, the toughness has gone down, and he's had to kind of ramp it up a little bit and be that guy a little bit more than he had to used to, than he used to have to be. But he uh, by no means was ever scared to do that. And I mean, him and his brother, I always respected that. They got uh, their big-time minute guys and got a big role on the team, and neither of them are still uh, afraid to to shed him when need be, and they know exactly when to do it. Like you said, you know, a guy takes a run at, at their big D-man and their stars, this or that, or where the game's at. They understand how that game works, and I've always been impressed by him and his brother knowing exactly when to to do that kind of rough stuff. Lukey, you back? If I know you, you've. If I know you, you didn't. Uh, you didn't spring for the internet package. You're just using the guest <laughs> Wi-Fi, so that's probably the problem. Actually, you know what? I, I, I did spring for the enhanced. The enhanced Wi-Fi is what it's called for the duration of the stay. Actually, Jay. Look at you. <laughs> Good. Is hey, that better? Since I got you. Since I got you. So. So Rosie's coming down in January. We've been teammates from the beginning. We're like 20 shows in. We're just, we text now. We're bo- like, we're sending emojis to each other. He's coming down in January. Not only is he bringing me to the alumni box, have you been to Two Cats in Toronto? Two Cats? No. What's that? Ki- King West. We so been- it, it's it's a well-known establishment. King West. I live around there. I live in Liberty Village. I am going to take Rosie through the ringer of Two Cats. I know it's a bit different these days, but where did you frequent back in the day when you were a Leaf? Oh, man. Uh, what's the name of the place? Uh, London Tapos? That was a thing back in the day. It shows, maybe shows how long yeah, ago yeah, it's Lon- been. London Tapos. The odd time we'd go to music. What's the other one? Grace O'Malley's we'd go to. Um underground yeah underground yeah, was, was a spot luke yeah, you would kind of frequent yeah. wherever wherever jess's parade of girls was going and you're just holding jackets <laughs> in purse basically weren't you yeah pretty much pretty much yeah that was it no i mean i i always remember like no matter what like you know even though we weren't the greatest team back in the day you know we didn't make playoffs we'd pretty much win every saturday so it was we, we did find ourselves out quite a bit and you're like a rock star if you went here on a Saturday, right, Jay? Yeah, there was some uh, there was some high motivation on Saturday nights. Not so much to get into the playoffs, but just so we could go light the town up. Yee-hee. Exactly. <laughs> everyone, yeah, every, everyone lets you know how great you are after Saturday win, and then you stick it up through the week, and it's back to you know people giving it to you. But as long as you get that Saturday win, that's all that mattered. That's right. Okay, so Rosie Speaking told of going me and lighting it up, f- and- go ahead, Rosie. Go. I was gonna say, speaking of lighting it up in TO, man, what uh, what are the chances as this team's lacking what it's lacking? Um, you know, you being the player that you are, and how well you could probably fit into this lineup. What uh, what would you be your thoughts if you were to come back to Toronto? Say you get dealt there at the deadline and go and make another run there. Would that just be a blast from the past, or what? Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna get into that at all. I mean, I, I'm very happy in Vancouver, honestly. I mean, I, I oh, love here comes Vancouver. the PC bullshit answer. <laughs> Man, what what's honestly Vancouver's given me a, a great opportunity to play a lot, and um, 
you know, I, I lucky and fortunate to play most nights with, with Hughes, unbelievable D partner. I mean, uh, Hey, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna go there. I'd love to stay in Vancouver. Okay, let me ask a different. If we're just gonna get that horse shit, I get it. I get it. I get it. You got contracts to fulfill. Tell me hey, about I, when I, you. Were... I, I, I will say this. I will say this. Like being being um, you know, starting out my career in Toronto, it's special. And I I didn't realize like back in the day because when you start there, you don't really realize you know, what it, what it means to, to wear the Maple Leaf jersey. I will say that. Like, I, I don't know, if, I, I don't know, like, the right word, but, uh, like, looking back, it's, it's, it's you have an appreciation now to, to be a Toronto Maple Leaf, right, and being drafted there. And, you know, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was an 18-year-old kid. I had no idea what, you know, what the, really what the league was or, um, you know, how special the franchise was. Just because you're young and you're, I guess, lack of a better word, immature. So, I mean, you know, I have a lot of unbelievable memories playing in Toronto and, uh, you know, pretty cool to start your career there. And obviously there's uh, there's a lot of good and bad and take your lumps along the way. And um, I still come back here and, you know, a lot of great memories and it, it's definitely a special place. I mean, as you can attest, it's like, you know, you, you played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's, it's something that, uh, you know, you can't even really dream of. So, I mean, uh, yeah people can't take that away from you. And I, I was, I was fortunate to spend four years here for sure. Well, I was going to say, Luke, okay, like better. You, you touched on it, like it is a special organization, but you touched on how it was your first kind of your first go. So you were a little bit numb to it and didn't understand. But I mean, I played for that team and I can understand um, the pressures and what it's like to play there. And my role was just insignificant compared to yours. And I was 24 years old. I just always, I always uh, was impressed by you being able to come into that market as an 18 year old kid when they're in the middle of a rebuild. So they just decide to make you the face of it. And you always handled yourself so well. You never seemed to buckle. Like, how do you do that, especially at that age? Were you just like some kind of maniac robot type of guy, or were you just kind of didn't overthink it, or what's how do you how did you do that, man? Because I know what it was like for me, and I'm just an absolute pigeon compared to the position you were put in. Um, hey, don't be so hard on yourself. You weren't a pigeon, all of Rosie. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, he uh, honestly, well, to be honest, the first day I, sh I showed up for um, what was it like the the rookie tournament? I think it was in Kitchener, and I had a tough first game and. Uh, dating ourselves here a little bit but twitter really wasn't a thing <laughs> back in 2008 so I, I go down to the hotel lobby after the first uh rookie tournament game and i see the paper like just standing in the, in the lobby here and, like basically i sit down and i'm kind of waiting for the bus i look at the paper and it's like you know shen is he is he a bust or what is you know so i'm like holy smokes they played one game here i'm like okay hey, well i'm not gonna pay attention to any media and the whole time i was here uh, like no disrespect to anyone, but I mean, I didn't read papers. I didn't like listen to radio. I didn't like watch the TV and all that sort of stuff just cause I knew it wasn't good for me. And I knew like, you know, the pressure that was put on me and, you know, it was, uh, you know, it could be debated, I guess, whether or not it was good to be in the league at that young in this market. Um, but I will say there was, we, we did have some good veteran players around me at the time. And I think good, uh, having a good support system, obviously outside the team, like, family and everything has uh, helped me a lot too. And you have a lot of good conversations with people to help you out. But, you know, part of it too, is you probably don't even realize what the expectations are. You're just kind of going playing um, a lot of the time and then 
half the time where you know you are coming into the dressing room after a game or a you know a tough game where you're you're not doing well and you're you're getting faced with some hard questions. I mean, uh, you definitely got to grow up in a hurry and and uh, and try to uh, you know block out some outside noise, which isn't easy, especially in a market like this. But uh, definitely makes you grow as a, as a player. It makes you grow up in a hurry. And uh, like I said, it's a, a super passionate fan base. A lot like Vancouver, honestly. I mean, Vancouver right now, um, you know, the whether it's you know media or fans, there's there's high expectations. They want to see you do well, but I mean, to me, it's like you rely on old old experiences. Whether it's playing in a market like Toronto or Philadelphia, where the expectations are are high and people can get on you in a hurry. I mean, it, it doesn't really bother me anymore um, in that sense because uh, you know I, I've been able to have those past experiences couple things and we'll get you out of here. We got a uh, picture that we have to bring on air in mere moments. But uh, Rosie told me you love food. Uh, what's your favorite road city in the NHL to muck? Oh, there's a picture now <laughs> if you want to see it. <laughs> hey, hey, Jay. Uh, Jay, after the game, just I'm on the phone with Jess talking to my wife. And she goes, why does Jay want old fat pictures of you? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I'm going on his show tomorrow. She goes, oh, that's why. She goes, I thought it was weird. He was just texting out of the blue for fat pictures. Uh, Road City to Market. Oh, man. Like, everyone who's ever played with me uh, knows that I'm the guy. I set up all the dinner reservations and bring the group together. But uh, every city, that's that's one thing. I mean, uh, when you look back at your career, I always say this. It's that's that's, you know, some of my most proud accomplishments. I think I've, you know, been able to get my name on the Stanley Cup and one of my most proud accomplishments is I've never stayed in for room service. I always get together with the boys and uh, break it down. I, Like I said, I I don't remember probably 99% of the games that guys played or um, the plays they made <laughs> or if they played good or bad, but I remember all the stories. Like It's like all this, and, and that's what you do when you get together with guys and have a couple glasses of wine on the road and, and uh, let the stories fly and shoot the shit a little bit like that. So that's that's uh, one of the best parts of the league to me is getting together with the boys on the road and having a mock together, AJ. Yeah, you were never uh, never one to skip to dessert, Lukey, but uh, the consummate <laughs> professional. You were in the gym hey, in the morning working the it off day. every time. Exactly. I, I, I don't pass up on anything on the road, but the next day I give her. Whether, hey, if I got to squeeze in a 20, 30-minute bike ride or a couple, do a couple extra stops to start some morning, that's what it's going to take. But, hey, I'm, I'm not going to bound any meal, that's for sure. You what do you got tight, in mind buddy. for, for Toronto? Toronto? Uh, yeah. I think we – actually, you know what? Uh, I think we got a team dinner um, tonight. So I can't remember where it's at, to be honest. I might have something to do with the menu. I'll tell you that. Me and Tyler Mars mm-hmm. put together the menu for the guy who's pans. So, uh, yeah. there's Toronto's a great city, obviously, to, to get together with the boys for sure. And it's, uh, it's nice that we got a couple days here before we play. All right, Luke. Well, we appreciate you uh, touching base, and I'm sure uh, down the road we'll uh, reconvene with you and we'll have uh, more food stories and more pictures to share and talk about. Appreciate your time today. Good luck on Saturday, okay? Okay, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. See you, humanoid. (laughs) Again, we do apologize. I guess he probably got the low-budget internet there. There was a lag in the video. (laughs) It's a disaster. Like, could we bother you to plug in the Ethernet cord, Lukey? <laughs> Jesus. That's what he gets, right? He gives us the shit internet so we can just put every picture possible of him on this show from when he was a kid. <laughs>
It sounded good to me, but he was frozen and back yeah. in time. I couldn't tell when he was talking or not. Oh, well, that's the <laughs> joys of digital media, I guess. But what a good guy, man. You can see why I've kept in touch with that dude and uh, yeah. how he operates himself is pretty top notch. Yeah, we appreciate his time too, right? It's been a tough, tough go for the Vancouver Canucks early on the season. Gets his first scrap this week. Also his first goal against Montreal. With that in mind, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Back Canada. Well, you didn't want to ride with me, Rosie. I told you, the Pittsburgh Penguins finally got rid of that nasty skid. They win. I know the juice wasn't there, but I was happy with the finish. Tonight, I'm going to look at a Jack Eichel-Alex Tuck dual revenge game. Don't forget about Peyton Krebs either. But the Vegas Golden Knights into Buffalo to take on the Sabres. So with that, I'm going to take Eichel over three and a half shots on goal around minus 40. And Alex Tuck over two and a half shots on goal at plus money, plus 105 for that. What do you think of that? Anytime you play your former team, you know you're going to be ready to play, no? Yeah, good call on that. That's something you can sneak by Vegas is uh, one of those kind of smaller in the shadow props with shot prop, knowing that a guy's back in town. So I like that a lot. I like your play yesterday. You guys must have known something I didn't, I guess, uh, with the Washington Capitals being a little banged up or whatnot. But uh, with their records and play as of late and streaks that they were on, I, I was a little worried about you with the with the Penguins last night. But uh, something must have been up because it wasn't even plus money and you nailed her anyways. So Good call on that, and I like your play today as well. So I just like staying off the hot seat, man. You just keep rolling. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling good about life. You know, I won't lie. Early in the week, I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Just can't get any dubs. But uh, lo and behold, a couple <laughs> straight days of victories. I'm feeling confident. Uh, before we wrap, I want to get your thoughts on Chris Neal. Seldom do you see this, and he's been taking some heat for some reason, and I don't know why. But Chris Neal, former Ottawa senator, getting his number retired by the team coming up in 2023. What did you make of that? Yeah, I think it's cool, man. I mean, just because you're not the superstar power play guy that puts up 50, like, are those the only guys whose numbers can be retired? You know, look how long he played for them. He's an absolute staple for them. Thousand games played, you know, and, and 0.25 or two, yeah, 25% of the time, a point of point a game guy is like hard to do. And with, with his role and his ice time and his allotment to put up 250 points in a thousand games, um, you know how tough he was, how hard he played the game. He hit me one time. I was so pissed off because I didn't see it coming and I just felt like I got hit by a train and uh, good for them, you know, put his number up in the rafters and I don't see why guys would chirp off. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of a shitty thing to do. The guy played just so much more than other guys and played such a role and was such a factor in that jersey that why not honor a guy like that who played so hard? You're not going to see another guy put up those kind of numbers and those kind of points playing the way he did. That's a thing of the past. So honor it and get his number up there. That's cool. I, I think good for him, man. He's, uh, he's one tough bastard and he played hard and he stayed in the league and he reinvented himself and just was a consummate Ottawa senator. So good for him. I like to see it. I'm good with it too. Uh, it's not all about points. Who knows how much he meant to that community, that team, that fan base in general. And we all know he did. Certainly in this Battle of Ontario, we knew all about it. And I, I have no problem at all with the Ottawa Senators retiring the number of Chris Neal. So a programming note before we wrap, Rosie, we won't be with you tomorrow. So we'll reconvene on Monday. It's Remembrance Day, as we all know, and our show falls in the 11 o'clock hour too. Uh, so lest we forget an important day in the history of this country and in general, just uh, raising awareness for everybody who fought, uh, continues to fight for this country. 
Yeah, damn right. So I'm mad I forgot my uh, my poppies on my jacket Poppy. at the door yeah. right now. But get your Same. poppies on and remember that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, we're going to take a break and uh, think about other things than hockey here tomorrow. So we'll be back on, on Monday. And a lot to recap, of course, a, a two-game weekend for the Maple Leafs Friday in the Hall of Fame game at home to the Pittsburgh Penguins and Luke Shen and the Vancouver Canucks in town on Saturday. So we'll talk again on Monday. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberg. And again, many thanks to... Um, Luke Shen for dropping by the show again, your uh, comments, um, you know, concerns, everything you want to write in the interactive chat, please do so uh, like, leave us a review, but appreciate your time today. And we'll talk on Monday. Take care.